What's going on, folks? Welcome to another episode of the Three to the Dome podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kyle Maggio for Whistle Sports. And today, I've got a TKW compatriot with me, Jess Reinert. What's going on? What's up, man? I'm uh, honored to be on Three to the Dome as someone who regularly in their everyday life does the Three to the Dome for normal day activities. You know? You got to. Throw something in the garbage, Three to the Dome. You got to. something at work, Three to the Dome. You got to. It's a strong (laughs) gesture. It's a strong celebration. Everybody knows what you're about. So uh, I'm glad to have you on. So how's everything going? Good, man. You know, uh, still still up in Albany, usually down in Brooklyn, but came up for the quarantine. So still hanging up here, doing well. Pool's finally open, so that definitely helped this weekend. That is good. I would enjoy having a pool. I do not have one. Uh, I will try to find a safe, safe alternative at some point that is not my uh, hose in the backyard. But alas, uh, brought you on today. Talk a little TBT. And, yes, sir. Uh, for those that don't know, it's the basketball tournament. And uh, we'd like Jess to kind of give us a little intro for those of you who are going to be watching for the first time. Because I know some of you will be watching for the first time because guys like Joe Johnson are going to be in it. And we like basketball, right? So we're going to be watching what is given to us because it would be silly for us. It'd be almost rude for us not to. So Jess <laughs> is going to give us a little background on TBT. And then we're going to kind of hop right into what is a a really nice round of 24 uh, that's going to kick off on July 4th weekend. So, Jess, the floor is yours. Please tell the people a little bit about TBT. Yeah, so TBT has been around since 2014. Um, It's a single elimination tournament. Um, There's been, you know, in those years that it's gone on, there's been a few different iterations on how they've done things. Um, when it first started, it was heavily based on fan participation. So teams had to get their fans to, to vote them into the tournament. Um, that has kind of changed in the last two years. Fans can still vote for their favorite team. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing about it is there's a cash prize at the end. So year one was $500,000. Year two, I think, is when it – I'm pretty sure is when it jumped to $1 million. And then – last uh was it last year and maybe also 2017 uh or 2018 it was it two million this year it's back down to one million you know because of things covid related and things like that um usually it's set up just like the ncaa tournament uh where there's different regions and different pods and teams get to pick what region they want to be in um this year, again, with COVID, it's a little bit different. Um, the reason that they're going to be able to be the first basketball, live basketball we've had since March 13th, March 12th, uh, is because they're being very cognizant of being kind of in a bubble, just like the NBA is looking at doing. Um, everyone's going to be in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I know right now guys have to check in about their health and get tested. And as soon as – once you're – at the tournament, once you're in the bubble, if anyone on the team gets tested positive, um, that team is disqualified. So they do have a couple teams on the side hoping to get in. Uh, because, like I was saying, the past couple of years, it's changed from the fan voting to more of a selection criteria. Just like the NCAA tournament has their selection show and has their selection committee, uh, so does TBT. So they look at things 
like how many fans you have and social following you have, the types of players you have. Um, so in terms of the types of players, you know, you mentioned Joe Johnson. Um, a lot of teams, especially in the recent years, have been alumni teams. Um, now there's no set rule. So um, like last year, um, Carmen's crew, which is the Ohio State alumni team, they they won it. Um, and, but just because you say you're the Ohio State alumni team, you don't have to only have Ohio State people on it. Um, and a lot of these alumni teams don't. Um, but it's an easy way to get that integrated fan base real quick. Um, so this year, there's a total of 24 teams. Top eight teams got a buy. Um, the rest of the field kicks off July 4th and July 5th on the ESPN Family Networks, and uh, then we get it rolling. Yeah, and uh, you did say we get it rolling, and I'd like for you to explain <laughs> the, the, the we part of this. Yeah. Uh, so, so I like, first of all, excellent job breaking it down for everybody, and we'll get into the rest of uh, you know that conversation, but please give <laughs> the, the people the, the, the your team background. Sure. So – so I'm, I, you know, I, I am trying to keep it uh, partial here and give, of course, give the people of course. facts, but uh, so starting in 2015, which was the sum, the second summer of TBT, um, I actually became part of one of, of these teams. Uh, we go by armored athlete. Um, um, so part of the team structure is you have, you obviously have the players, but you have a, you have a GM who puts together the team they can have as many, you know, coaches as they want. You have the team. Then there's also this other um, role that's the booster. And the whole point of that was to get people involved that could get your team votes because that was the only way you could get in originally. Um, so I'll never forget what happened. It was uh, the Sweet 16 week uh thursday of the ncaa tournament in 2015 and i was up in albany for a fundraiser that the city rocks put on uh every year and this kid that i knew from when my dad was coaching and i was in middle school uh was there his name's aj mahar and he was talking about this basketball tournament and how it was going to the winner was going to win a million dollars and I had heard about it the previous year because some of the guys I went to Siena with were in it and I saw their Facebook posts about it but I thought it was just like I don't know I didn't really think much of it it was just like a couple Facebook posts I think they may have shown a game on Facebook or two or something like that um so I had heard of it so I knew he wasn't crazy when he was like yeah and they were playing for a million dollars and all this and at the time I was in grad school and doing sports marketing and things like that. So I just mentioned, Hey, if you need help with like social media or like building a website or something, let me know. He said, actually, that's exactly what I need because I can't do any of that. Um, that weekend he came to my parent, we met at my parents' house. We set up a website, we set up the socials and it's kind of been that way ever since. I mean, I've been super lucky to be part of it. Um, I've gone to every single one of our games every summer. I kind of kind of a bona fide manager, I would say, for the team too. Like um sit at the end of the bench, do my crazy antics that I send every once in a while on the TKW Slack when they pop up. Um, you know, we our first couple of years we had um our coach was Dan Engelstad, who at the time was a D three coach in Vermont. 
Um, but actually kind of partly through doing TBT and then also all the success that he had at Southern Vermont college got a D one position and can no longer, you know, coach cause usually he's out recruiting and stuff, even though the summer is crazy. But, um, I was really lucky to be with them because I got to be in like the, we did full on scout meetings. We did full on scouting reports, like the whole thing. Um, and we've been successful at it. Uh, every year but last year we made it to the they call it the super 16 because you're not allowed to use sweet 16 if you're not the NCAA um and it's just it's the best part of my summer it's the best part of my year um make sure you follow us on the social armored athlete um but yeah it's it's an awesome time so that being said the awesome time that you guys are gonna have this year who are you kicking off against uh, so we're hitting up, uh, we're going against Power of the Paw, which is the Clemson alumni team. Okay. And uh, it's it's funny. Uh, so the way t- TBT works is, you know, on the website you have, you, that's where you put your rosters and guys have to send in verification videos. And I, I think a lot of it was, especially in the beginning, like you didn't want to have someone sign up and be like, oh yeah, I do have Joe Johnson joining my team. And then like they show up and like Joe Johnson's nowhere to be found. So everyone that signs up has to make a verification video and stuff and they put it on. So even tonight, like teams are still adding guys. And so we're keeping track of that, but you know, it, it's cool. Cause they were in it last year. So we're able to look at some video from that. And uh, we're, we're putting together a pretty good team ourselves though. So I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, so it's the 15, 18 matchup or the 15 seed. Um, and I'm, I'm stoked, man. I, I can't lie. Like, obviously I want to win and I'm going to think we're going to win until proven otherwise. So, um, it, it'll be a good one though. So who's a couple of the athletes that are on your team? Like who are a couple of the, the players? Yeah. So we have a really good mix of, of guys. Um, we've got some, you know, some NBA guys. Um, we've got, uh, Caddy so, Lane. We've got, Oh, go for it. What's up? I was going to say subtle flex. Couple of, yeah, <laughs> couple, couple <laughs> NBA guys. It's no big deal. Um, Let's see who else we got. Um, I'm actually pulling up our roster because my mind, my brain is fried right now. That's fine. Mine always is. Oh man. Um, Cody Clark, who was, you know, uh, played for the Celtics for a bit. Um, we actually just just today uh, picked up Scott Machado, who went to my my rival Iona who I love to hate but uh he's he's skilled man he he's over in the NBL in Australia killing it um another NBL guy we have is John Robertson who I love if you guys check out uh draft season on the TKW side like and you heard our NBL uh episode you heard me ranting and raving about him also Tariko White is over there who played at Ole Miss um We've got Dominique Sutton, who is an absolute animal, played for us two years ago, but got disqualified after getting two technicals, one of which he may or may not have pushed Eric Diefendorf's head into the boards, into the ground. It's fine. No, no blood, no. Yeah, no blood, no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, it's, it's going to be good. We got to, 
new coach this year, BJ Dunn. I'm really, really hyped to have him on the squad too. He's really hyped to be a part of it. He coaches at uh, Gettysburg and uh, yeah, going to get it rolling. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. I've, I've watched a couple years in the past, like when things were first starting up, I think, wasn't Evan Turner uh, yeah, a part, so, of, part of Ohio State's alum yeah. team? Briefly. So he's always like on the bench and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I remember the early going when this was picking up steam. Cause I do remember a lot of that fan initiative stuff, which I do think is, I mean, that's how you would want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you, I always, mean you always want to get them involved. That's always uh, optimal. That like last, cause there was always, it was always at least like a month or two of fan voting. Um, and again, this, it was literally like the top X teams with the most votes that's who's in. And like, there's no if ands or buts about it. And so I remember the last year that it was all fan votes that day, like, cause and the voting always closed at noon on whatever day it was closing. I was literally walking up and down the aisles of my office, asking random people to, to vote at, if I could email them a link so that they could vote for our team. Cause like it was getting down to the wire. It was insane. Cause as, as a non-alumni team, it's it's hard to to get that fan base. Uh, our first few years, we had a strong Indiana connection because we had Jordan Holes, uh, Will Sheehy, Christian Watford. So that was cool. And uh, the first year we did it, we played in Chicago the first weekend and did a cool little like Indiana get together after one of our games. Um, but yeah, we are the definition of grassroots in this thing, man. We drove from Albany to Chicago that first year in a minivan and back. Like it's, it, it's insane to think about what we've done with Armored Athlete the, the past uh, few years. It's nice though. Now you got a nice little brand in yeah, there. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and it's nice to start to see that grow because as you know, the hardest part is just trying to get established once you've kind of gotten there it, it starts to make things a little bit easier you've made a couple of connections it's which that's what this all seems to be about whether it's fan connections or, or not you're just trying to basically find a way to assemble the best team by any means necessary which is kind of and, a cool way to team build and through that you know i have to give aj a ton of credit being our gm he's the one in charge of getting these guys and but as you're saying like it's gotten to the point where players want to play for us and it's a little bit easier for our current players to get their guys to play with us seeing the success that we've had you know we we haven't gotten over the hump we haven't gotten that check or that zell as it is now where they just send it right to your phone which is kind of cool uh but it's we're right there and i think people can see that and we really do consider ourselves in an organization and the people who have been around TBT a lot, like the ESPN folks and stuff like that, like they know who we are and they know what we're about. And so just being able to build something like that has also been really cool. Definitely. Definitely. So, I mean, as you know, from, from the TKW build, we're, we're all about the organic brand builds. So, so any, anytime we can see that happening anywhere, it's always going to be a big plus. So, but, um, Speaking of some of these other big names, though. Yeah. Is Aaron Kraft still in there? Yeah, so <laughs> that's the whole thing. So and uh, TBT posted, like, a top 12 players that their panel, whoever that may or may not be, is looking forward to watching. And 
Aaron Kraft has played played with Ohio State team last year, um, and he's actually retiring from playing because he's going to med school. Uh, so apparently this is going to be the last time you're going to watch Aaron Kraft play basketball. Uh, someone, is it Greenberg or Dackage, one of them, keeps calling him the McGregor of TBT because, like, he keeps saying he's going to retire and then plays in TBT. Uh, so, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, he's up there. Um, DJ Kennedy went to St. John's um, and he played, he plays for overseas elite, which they've won. um, Is it four total? They went on a run of one, two, three. Yeah. Four, four championships from 15 to 18. So DJ Kennedy has been either the MVP or on the all tournament team every year that overseas elite has been in it. Um, And that's the team that Joe Johnson's on. Um, so everyone, everyone's always looking forward to see him play. Um, Isaiah Austin, he played last year. He's playing again this year. You know, he had that whole thing happen where he couldn't, couldn't play right out of school and stuff, but now he's back at it. So that's really cool to see. Makes me happy to be honest for him. Uh, it broke my heart when he was, exactly when he was ready to go and then he couldn't actually play. And then they, you know, they had the nice gestures at the NBA draft for him and whatnot, but actually seeing him return to action and playing is always what matters so good absolutely absolutely um you got chris mccullough on the syracuse alumni team bryce brown on the war tampa which is the uh uh auburn alumni team um who else we got we got um dwight bucks who's on the golden eagles team which that's the marquette alumni team Travis Diener announced that he's coming back, which he just shot the crap out of the ball last year for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's some good dudes and, like, guys that you forgot about that go overseas and then you get a chance to watch them play again. Um, it, it, it's really cool. So I, I'm on the, the CBT website here. Am, am I yeah. reading this correctly? Uh, so we have Darren Collison is in here. Yeah, Darren Callison will be guiding uh, Team Challenge ALS. It says it says Oklahoma City Thunder point guard Chris Paul enters Team CP3. Yep, for the second straight summer. Yeah, so Greensboro actually hosted a regional last year, and Chris Paul was there in attendance and had his Team CP3 team. And yeah, they're back. They're back again this year. And so Floyd Mayweather has his money team in there. Listen. I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't think Floyd has anything to do with this except calling it the money team. That's all oh, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, 100%. It, it's, a, it's a play. It's a branding play. But You know. But, but, uh, but, but it's there. It's there. It, and I get it. I mean, again, you, you got to get the branding out there. But would I love to get to play against them? Absolutely. So who, who poses the – so after you guys are going to take care of power of the Paul. <laughs> okay let's let's okay. let's keep it keep it a buck here right? so, <laughs> so so after this you're gonna run into joe johnson and overseas elite yes sir and i can't wait that's a good we gotta matchup. get there we gotta get there listen but... to, to to get to the top you gotta slay a couple of big dogs along the way and exactly. what, be- what better than right out the gates right after your first <laughs> your first w your warm-up yep you get joe johnson who who Fresh off of, maybe we not forget, not even a year ago, torching the big three. 
Torching. Not, not, Absolutely not, torching. Just mere, not just merely playing well in the big three. Not just merely playing well. Torching the big three. So that guy. I, so, the, I mean, good yep, luck. Good luck in, in a sense. Game. But good, it, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, I think. But, but my point, too, is like that's actually it, it's nice that you guys have not, not just one or two names in there. It's there's so many so spread out. Yeah, and it's it's just very normal, and almost any matchup, you, like any teams that you're gonna play, like there's always a good matchup or two, and they're like even sure. the the Syracuse team has a bunch of like Syracuse. I, I've I've made fun of in uh, fun of them in the past, so I don't mean to slander Syracuse people on the pod, but like I feel like Syracuse produces NBA athletes that are going to like generally not hang around very long. Like they always get there. They, they always get drafted. The, and those are the dudes that are playing in TVT. Those yep. are, and that's why uh, I was listening to uh, Dakich and Greenberg's pod, and uh, they had um, was the B and Cardion, and uh, they were saying like, why hasn't UNC or Duke put a put out a an alumni team and. The, the reason is because if they have NBA dudes, like they're sticking in the NBA, they don't have enough of the fringe dudes that are good enough to put in a thing like this. And, and that's what you're always looking for. I mean, we ran into that a couple years because a lot of times the TBT, it goes summer league and summer league runs right into TBT. So one of the, one of the best weeks of my life was a couple years ago. Uh, it was the, the year Lonzo and all of them were in summer league right before their rookie year. And we decided to go to the Vegas regional partly because of summer league, because we had guys that were fringe guys. We knew we we're going to get a summer league thing, but like may not get picked up. And we wanted them to go right from summer league to playing with us. But the summer league playoffs uh, coincided with TBT. So we literally went, to one of the summer league games, Will Sheehy, I forget who he was playing for, but I do remember they were playing against the Blazers and we needed Will's team to lose so that he could play with us. I have never rooted for the Blazers so hard in my life. Like we were active in the stands rooting for the Blazers summer league team so hard. And it, it's those guys that you want though. Like uh, Malcolm Miller, who was on the championship rafters this past, last season, like he played with us first, like stuff like that is just crazy to think about. Um, and but so it's like you want the guys that are good enough to do that, but not quite good enough to get that contract because you need them to play in the summer. Definitely, it, it's a strange little pocket, but honestly little leagues like this are necessary even if they're just temporary tournaments just mm-hmm. in the summer or you know they grow into something larger down the line perhaps but to me there's always a ton of talent like it, it, i think people forget how good these guys are that actually make the nba right there's like not even 500 roster spots every year so right. it really a microscopic amount of people and then like when these guys get waived or cut you know after that first or second deal like they don't fit in with regular ballers anywhere either is it right. is, I think the issue. So like the example that I always have is, is the only real one I have is Ryan Gomes when he played in our pickup league uh, at my gym over here. And like we played in the B division and he played in a, so after one of my games, I stayed and watched his game. And mm-hmm. like, 
he had just gotten waived by the Thunder. Just got <laughs> like he was fresh off, like he came fresh in, off yeah, the waves. Like, but because he came in, everything was still Thunder, like bags, warm ups, uh-huh. everything, like just like all his shit was Thunder, right? Yeah. All OKC. So he comes in, whatever. But like the first half, he was like warming up, just pulling up, just taking lazy kind of jump shots, and then he starts getting heckled from a couple of guys that I know, right? Just yelling at him, like you know, he's a bum, whatever. Yeah. So, so then all of a sudden, he's like, all right, like you can tell, he's like, all right, I'll get like kind of serious. He scores like thirty six points in the second. Half. <laughs> Just goes nuts, but he's pulling up from like like five, six, seven feet behind the three Just point line because stupid. he can. Yeah. yeah, but like then it makes you remember, like, oh, this guy's six eight and he can do. He's just not gonna miss when he decides he doesn't want to miss. So it's like, yeah. those guys got to go play basketball somewhere. Like those those guys can't. There's only so many YMCA runs that those guys can right. get in and break a sweat before they need to actually go play in real competitive games that there's something they're playing for. So it's good that. Not only this is back, but it's back on a more global, I wouldn't say global, or at least national scale right now. But when all of our eyes are going to be tuned in, we're not watching anything right. else. Every every sport right. that comes back, no matter if it's soccer or anything else, everybody's glued to it. So, right, good time. It's a good time. I mean, they even had um, – now, I don't think – before I say this, let me check out one of these rosters. But the thing that's popped up because uh, – March Madness got cut short, um, and these guys, you know, uh, the guys graduating aren't getting um, – they can't go and, and, and play in front of these teams. They can't get workouts. Yeah, see, they're, they're not on the roster anymore, but for a minute, the Wesson brothers from Ohio State were on their roster because people legitimately see it as a way that these guys – if you know, there's obvious risk involved in, in getting hurt or whatever, or even like, what if you go there and get exposed, you know, yeah. but what if you go there and you kill it? Um, so if you're, a, I think the only way you do that is if you're a senior and you're right on the cusp of like being taken in the second round or being undrafted, why not come to TVT and like kill it a little bit and try to up that draft stock a little bit? Yeah. I mean, not even, it's a good point. It's a good point. I think there's a lot of ways to do that now too. And I think like the big three, for example, starting to open up so that it's not just former NBA guys and things like Mm -hmm. that anymore. It's, it's, you could actually come play if you're younger, there's going to be tryouts for you to make a cut. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, but again, it's, it's important because these guys need need to go play somewhere. There's gotta be a a place for them to go. So I like it. I, you know, the, the more very good basketball, you know how I've always been with hoops. If I could just watch, good quality hoops i will that's yeah. it I, so the more good quality hoops and near pro level hoops that is on the more happy i am especially in the summer when there's normally a shortage so having mm-hmm. a growing tournament every year is going to be good for hoops fans and one thing we haven't uh talked about yet is uh you know tbt is kind of a, a trailblazer in the sense that uh it's where the the Elo Mending came from, which is how they did the All-Star game this year. That came right from TBT. So they started it um, a few years ago. They did this thing called the Jamboree, where the final four teams let into the tournament actually played a mini tournament first to get in like a play-in tournament. And in that play-in tournament, they started doing it. Um, but now in every TBT game, it's the Elo Mending. Um, for those who don't remember, don't recognize the, the name uh, from the All-Star game, uh, at the first under-four timeout, 
uh, they'll stop the clock, shut off the clock. This year, we're going to be adding eight points to the winning team, the, the leading team score, and that's the, the target score. Um, so to see that, and then, you know, it's been said that a main reason why that got brought to the NBA and why that got brought to the All-Star game is because Chris Paul had a team and saw it in real time and, and saw how cool it was. Um, man, the... I've never been so tense in my life than during that Elam ending. Like it's, it's insane, but it's so much fun and it just brings something different to the game. Um, And they're even switching, you know, they continue to build on it. It used to be plus seven. Now it's plus eight. And now if you have a foul on the floor, when you're in the bonus, you only get one foul shot, but you get the ball also. So they're still tweaking it, still trying to find the best way to go about it. But that innovation and stuff like that, um, which I think is kind of also what we're seeing just in general coming out of quarantine is people are trying to do the same things differently to make them more interesting and keep people um, invested in it um, is just another really good thing about TBT. The Elam ending is phenomenal, mm-hmm. uh, by the way. I think that – so I, I don't think we ever got to have the specific conversation other than probably like TKW Slack. But right. the, the All-Star game rule change was a slam dunk. Like as soon as that got announced and I saw people roll their eyes, I was like, I don't – I feel like those are just people who haven't seen it and are just right. because they didn't want change from the normal. But once we got it, I mean, it, it, 2019 – it was inarguably – a tremendous all-star game right? like every i think everybody agrees it was one of the better ones for sure in recent memory and at for least sure. the last couple you know the last decade or so so and i remember when it when it got dropped on twitter like i just needed to read a couple things and realize it was legitimately the elam ending but i can understand like just reading it it's hard to understand so i saw everyone freaking out and i was just like even people like in the slack chat like didn't they just just people didn't get it and i was like guys listen to me it's awesome we do this in tvt just give it a chance it sounds really convoluted when you're trying to like read it but just 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 give it a chance it it what i try what i try to like explain to people and then they get it when they see it is like it embraces to me more of the spirit of basketball because it gives you like more pickup vibes exactly and Pickup vibes is basketball. Like that pickup, like pickup basketball, pickup hoops is park hoops. It's the culture of basketball. It's it's the way practices and teammates and locker rooms function. It, mm-hmm. And everybody, you know this. Everybody who's around hoops knows this. So, for me, when you go back to a rule that's kind of like less formalized and embraces yeah. that, it always makes me smile because it's like, even if it's not like the professional way, like. To me, it's like a necessary change, like a fun, necessary change. And then once you actually watch it, you see it. And then I think everybody actually starts to appreciate it. Yeah. And then I just think, you know, you got to have fun with it. Uh, Being eight points, you know, do you want to the there's a team that is the it's called uh, Heard That and uh, it has got the, the Elmore brothers on it and you know, they're trying to bomb threes. And like he said, like, yeah, it's only eight points, but we're trying to go score nine, just drop three threes. Um, We've talked, like, we've talked about what if you literally set up like four, uh, you got four lob plays going, just like be lob city, like, and just ended that way for Elam ending. Like how sick would that be? Like, it's just, it's, 
got so much room for for different things um and yeah it's just it's a ton of fun so the last thing i'd like to propose to you real quick is that um we find a way to get a wichita state team going so that Fred there is one there's a shockers one there is a shockers well, one there I... was there not not this year but there was okay they host wichita they actually hosted a regional last year got it got it rocking in wichita so we need to get it going again uh so me and fred van vliet my close personal friend of this podcast yeah friend of the uh, pod yeah i'm gonna try to fill in for him come playoff time in orlando <laughs> so if this goes well the following year for TBT, I'd like to have our Wichita team. No, we'll just. And then I'd like to just, you know, player I manager. Mean, I think armored. I think armored athlete could use the 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 skills of a one Mister Van Vliet that may also be a one Mister Maggio, and people just don't know. It it's possible. I'll have my people speak to his people, which might be <laughs> the same people. We might be the same people. <laughs> but um, so we'll we'll wrap up. But I do want to let you know you're not going to escape the three hot takes of this podcast. That oh, you have God. To, yeah, on the spot. Uh, again, these could be who takes. These could be any takes. Uh, the one that I gave Fred Van Vliet is, uh, you know, that my mint chocolate chip ice cream, it's terrible, right? So we all know that. It's not really a hot take. It's widely accepted. I also let him know, like, uh, eggnog is bad. Shellfish is terrible. These are some <laughs> of my my hot takes. <laughs> I think there's many better things than we could eat than like sea rocks, for example. But okay, okay, I you uh, give me give me one, give me one. No, reason that my one take, and I have recently tweeted this uh, was when you're a grown adult, usually a grown grown man's going to do this, and uh, you're talking about a team that you have no affiliation with. Do not. Do not use the term us when discussing said team. Mm. I just, that is the worst. The, I just, it, it makes me cringe when people, I don't care what it is, if it's going to be NBA, MLB, and someone's like, oh, did, you know, we're, we're looking real good this year. Or did you see what they did to us on that call? What, what did they do to you, sir? They did nothing to you personally. This is this is not a you thing. It's that look. That's a that's a very valid point, and uh, and I will say I've actually had to talk myself out of doing that (laughs) over the years. Because like I don't I don't know who started this, but like I feel like your fandom in this country starts with you thinking we. Because as long as I can remember as a kid, I would always say like yeah we we like like I was part of the Knicks we all the time. And I think I think my hatred for it really comes from me. Growing up in the capital region, which is bona fide Yankee country. Now, I got a grandmother who's a Met fan, and then my grandparents who were Red Sox fans. So I know I get hate for liking the Red Sox, but the Mets are my number one, my number two team. But all these Yankee fans saying we and us, I think that's where it started, man. And I just can't let it go. It's possible. Uh, I look, I a lot of Yankee fans are terrible. I love the Yankees. <laughs> I, I love a lot of Yankee fans. I love most, but th- there's a, a certain vocal minority of Yankee <laughs> fans that I am, am always not pleased with. So who knows? But um, yeah, so 
I do, I'm really trying to think about it because I know for a fact now, like I, I make it a point because I think about that to say like NYK, like in my tweets, I always put like NYK, like instead of saying <laughs> where, I would, where I would put like we or, yeah. or, you know, normally I've had to like go in and sub in and, and say like, the, like really say like the Knicks would, uh-huh. there's no way they'd, they would do that. Like, and it feels weird because it's just normal, but you have to talk yourself out of it. So. <laughs> but uh, on that note, if you don't, I don't have to press you for two more, but we'll get out of here. So make sure you guys tune in. TBT, July 4th. You're not doing anything else. I know this because uh, COVID is still alive and well. So at best, you're doing a small gathering somewhere if you're not partaking in TBT. So you should be tuned in to ESPN and the family and networks. And, and it's, uh, uh, two, it's like two straight weeks of basketball, too. So it's going to be plenty of games. It, it's going to be an awesome time. I, unfortunately, due to roster restrictions, this will be the first year I'm not on the bench. I'm seriously considering live streaming myself watching our game because it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a show. I'm, I'm pretty convinced. Yeah. Look, you, you got to reenact the experience. Uh, this is <laughs> just, just as you normally would. I, I think that's the only way to go about this, but you know, especially when you guys are taking down Joe Johnson next round. So <laughs> I, I think I think that that for sure, if not the first round, if you don't want to do it as a warm up, then uh, when, when Joe Johnson and them are getting slayed, that's when it's going to Oh, happen. man. I'm looking forward to it. I love it. I love it. So, Jess, if there's anything else you want to plug here at the end, besides our beloved TKW. The our Knicks beloved ball. TKW. Give me give me a follow, JRon44. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I got, man. You heard the lady follower. Follow Armored Athlete. Follow TBT. Make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It helps me stay employed, which, as uh, everybody can imagine, I enjoy quite a bit. And uh, I will talk to you guys next time. Take it easy.